Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Gurmeel Magadfish in 5551 for your texts this afternoon. Gordy say the results of a technical examination at the scene of a fire which destroyed a building near Britis in South County Dublin will guide the investigation into the cause of the blaze. Protests have been held in the area recently amid speculation that the premises was earmarked to accommodate asylum seekers and the fire broke out at St. Bridget's nursing home uh, in Cruxling on Sunday. In a statement, the Department of Integration said the property was being assessed, but that it uh, had not been contracted to be used as accommodation. To discuss the situation, I'm joined by Sean Fleming, who's Fianna Fáil TD for Leash Offaly, and Minister of State for International Development and Diaspora, and also by Jennifer Whitmore, who's Social Democrat TD for Wicklow. You're both very welcome to uh, the programme. Uh, can I ask you about another potential case of arson here, uh, Minister? It's quite a worrying trend at this stage, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very serious situation. And I do have to say, generally, the Irish people have a good understanding and a feeling towards uh, the issue of um, people coming into Ireland to seek employment or a safe haven. Irish people have emigrated as long as we all remember and long before that. So we do understand people come and go uh, to make a better life for themselves. And generally, the Irish people understand that. What we've seen now in recent times is a criminal element who are here to disrupt and what happened, black and white, was a criminal offence. And I do hope the Gardaí get good evidence and prosecute them and they're brought before the courts. And I want, I would like to see that happening. And it will depend on the evidence they have, mm-hmm. how the fire was started and what video cameras they can get of people in the area. Because it's worth pointing out, the actual uh, property was several hundred metres off the main road. So people made quite an effort to get in and back out. So uh, and it wasn't earmarked, was it, to, to house um, or to be used for migrant accommodation? No, well, as you've already said, the Minister said discussions had happened. I'm hearing about Crooksling for a number of years as a TD that the, it that property was a HSE, nursing home, to close at the beginning of COVID because it wasn't fit for COVID. Um, so basic question, I suppose, should there be more security around yeah, there was there was actually security, but like you can't um um every property that might be looked at have uh, permanent security on. There's over 200 properties around Ireland already. So, where so what's in. the problem then? Well, the problem is the, the, the individuals. That's not representative of the people. There is a small criminal yeah, element. With, without, without question. But I just wonder if there was more information. Is there an information vacuum that allows uh, criminality to seep into? Well, they do feed into, it works both ways. If you don't give information, people say they're not informed. If you do give information, as you've just pointed out, this had already been discussed with the department. So some information was known out there. These people knew about it ever before a contract was signed, even if a contract was eventually going to be signed. Mm-hmm. So two advance notices means you do create a security problem. And I want and, to give... And then in that situation then, do we need increased security? We need increased security where uh, discussions like that are going on. But okay, two, that didn't happen in this case. No, there was security so on was the that, Was that a failure, I wonder? No, it wasn't a failure. The, the failure, uh, and don't blame um, the law-abiding people for not doing their job, but I would say there's one set of people here to blame for this, and they're mm-hmm. the criminals that's without, who did that. That's without question, and yeah. that, is, that is correct. How do you book the trend then? Well, what I would say, there's two issues, and I would say this is a practical comment from as being a TD. Even in my own constituency, every time a premises has been done up, a builder moves in to do up an old pub or an old property, 
everybody assumes is going to be for refugees. So the owners of those private properties, it's their property, they'll have to protect their property. This was state property and it shouldn't be necessary for the government to have um, permanent security you staff. You hold that position even at this uh, point. Let me bring in Jennifer Whitmore. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's no need for extra security, e- even in a situation where there seems to be a trend now of uh, arson or potential arson because there are, as the minister says, there are rumours abound all the time if there is a property being done up, uh, people say, oh, oh, that's going to be used for such and such. Absolutely. And I think what we're seeing, there's a real formula being followed here. Uh, it starts with the rumours that a particular empty property is going to be earmarked for refugees or asylum seekers. Um, then we'll see, you know, discussion online about it. We'll see protests. Um, and then we, you know, in many instances, we see um, the criminal activity that, uh, you know, that, that we've seen across, I think, 20 sites at this stage over the last year. Um, so really what we need to hear from government is what are they doing to prevent these actions and what are they doing to hold these criminals to account? Um, And I think there is a clear need for additional security. I mean, you know, I'm not sure what security was on uh, St. Bridget's, but, you know, I think if there is discussion online about a particular site, you know, um, we need to see additional security being there, whether it's CCTV or, well, I mean, even CCTV, I mean, like, you know, it's it's quite possible to put CCTV up uh, around these premises. But I think but we also need, you know, CCTV, do the Gardaí have enough... Well, I'm not sure, Cormac, what, what security was there, but I think, you know, we need to know whether the Gardaí have enough resources to deal with this. You know, are they have they enough resources to keep on top of the online discussions uh, that are happening? Many of these things are discussed quite openly on Telegram. Um, indeed on Facebook um, and as I said it, it does follow a particular formula so mm. you know it doesn't take um, you know a lot to, to, to I suppose to, uh, you, to worry you, about you particular this, uh, Jennifer, sites Sorry to cut across you but one of the things you said there you said there's an element of prevention needed here in terms of extra security you also said that people need to be held to account are you frustrated by the I'm not going to say lack of progress because we're not sure how much progress the Gordy are making in their investigations about the previous arson attempts but would you like to see more progress Absolutely. I mean, we've had nearly 20 attacks now um, on, uh, on on sites uh, that were earmarked or, you know, have been talked about in relation to asylum seekers. And I think it's really important that the people who are actually... Um, you know, undertaking and uh, this and partaking in this criminal activity are held to account, and they are seen to be held to account. It isn't, you know, you know, it's it's they're they're not reflective of the general community. And I know even in British, uh, the community they're really upset about what happened, um, and they're, and they're you know they it it this wasn't them. Um, you know, this isn't this isn't representing uh, uh, their feelings on the matter. So they are really frustrated, and we need we need there to be um, accountability. And as I said, it needs to be seen to to so, be held. So, Minister, twenty previous attempts at arson or arson, and where's the progress in terms of Garda investigation? Well, obviously, I can't answer how Garda investigations are occurring at the moment. <clears throat> but I, what I do have to say is, yes, we do want to see those prosecutions and those people brought to justice. That was my opening comment. Would you have expected to see? More more progress at this stage? Well, um, I don't know the timescale of each of the... We've seen a number of these 20 highlighted in the national media in recent times, which I'm very conscious of, and I don't know what state of um, investigation they are, but I do hope many of these actually come before um, the courts. What I would say as well, and I want to echo what Jennifer has said, I am saying straight up, 
uh, if there's uh, talks about a centre being opened in a particular town, village or location, I would ask that the local people be involved and I would tell the people who are not from the area to stay out because when they come in and cause trouble in an area, they give that local village or town a mm. bad name for the future. And I would tell them... Well, sorry, to well, I don't understand. What do you mean stay out? Oh, not, not to... If there's... What I am saying is that in a particular town or village or location, if there's something being planned, the local community should be involved and have a right to protest and have their voice heard. But what I am saying, and we've all seen it, there are people travelling 100 miles from across the country to start a protest in an area. Okay, so external forces or people stay out of a local I'm saying you're not welcome. You're not welcome. Can I ask you if you think the government has got its communication strategy and public consultation strategy on this migrant accommodation right at this point? We're making progress and I acknowledge, I, I say it by that, we have done some work but I think actually there's more work to be done. What needs it. to be done? Well, um, I think the local public representatives and public bodies need to be involved there. Like I've experienced it, every TD has experienced mm-hmm. it in their own constituency and you tend to be told about it when the deal is done in advance of people by coming. By Oh, by the officials from the department of integration. So the department needs to get the local TDs and councillors on board quicker, is that it? Earlier in the process. To do what? To advise, and I'll tell you why Mm. I say that, because people are, most Irish people are receptive to help people who are fleeing. But when you say, you're as a local representative, as a minister, but a TD first and foremost, I'm sure you'd say yourself, you say, department, I want to be informed, so you can do what with your local community? So, so we and I would say the local community, established local community groups in a town need to be brought on board and informed. And I have seen when that is done early, there's actually a welcoming committee coming out for the 20 or 30 families that are fleeing and persecution. You'd like town hall meetings, would you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, Jennifer, and, and I've seen them work. Cormac, this isn't down to a communications failure on part of government. This is down to an implementation failure. We have seen a situation where government have are using an, um, private accommodation to essentially perform a function that should be up to the state to provide. We need, there's six reception centres uh, were mooted that they were going to be built last year. We have not seen any of those being built. Now we're told that it won't happen. Uh, we won't find out where they're going until the next, after the next local elections. So we have not seen action on this. Um, I and many others in opposition have repeatedly called the government to move from an emergency footing when it comes to housing asylum seekers to a medium to long term response. We have not seen that happen. And that is why this is happening. I mean, in all these conversations, we're completely forgetting about the 700 men who are who are homeless on the streets of Dublin at the moment. And when we're coming into another stormy, you know, uh, sub-zero temperature weather, um, and they seem to be completely forgotten about by this government. The government have a responsibility when people come here seeking asylum, they have a responsibility to house them. Um, and the government's U-turns uh, on, on various centres, their inability to actually deliver on any of the public properties that they committed to deliver on. Mm. Um, and indeed, I mean, communications is part of it as well. But this is a failure of government to actually handle this issue. And that's what's causing uh, th- these problems all across the country. What about the more stringent view taken it seems to be being taken in government now in terms of making uh, immigration, tightening the procedure up. So adding countries to the safe list, for example. And if someone is here illegally, the government is starting to talk about deportations uh, a little bit more. Is that a good thing in your opinion, Jennifer? 
So look, we, we do need to, we, we do have a rules-based system and um, it needs to be fair and it needs to be efficient because I think, you know, the quicker that we can get people through that system, it's better for them and it's, you know, it's just better for the system in general. So that is really important. But we also have international responsibilities that if people are coming here, that they are entitled by law to, to go through a process. They are entitled to accommodation um, and um supports from the, from the state, which they're not being provided at the moment. And Ireland is a relatively wealthy country and it should be able to actually provide this service. And it is disgraceful that we are, uh, you know, at this stage where we have um, state properties, we have private properties uh, being burnt to the ground, whilst the, whilst the government really just you know, sits on their hands and, mm-hmm. and doesn't seem to do anything but, other than but, but, put we, out a, a, a Twitter video are, are you, from, are you in from agreement? Minister McIntyre. Are, are you in agreement, and I'll come to the Minister on this now, but are you in agreement with the government uh, when they say there was a lull in terms of deportations during the COVID period, but this year and next year, you're, you're going to see a lot more deportations of people who are here illegally. Is that is that the right thing to do in your opinion? If, if someone comes in and they're seeking refuge and they go through the process and they're deemed not to be eligible for refugee status, well, then they do need to go home um, because and, that and is be the deported. real system that so, we have. Would that happen, Minister? Would, OK, two things I just want to say in Jennifer's comments. One, I think at the end of the system, when the process is exhausted and a person is told to leave the country, they should leave voluntarily, which quite a few do at the moment because they don't want to be picked up by the guards subsequently. But I do believe that those who remain should actually be physically deported when uh, the system says this should yeah. be done. And we do want to see more of that in the coming year. But the final point I just want to make in relation is that I don't, we're a mixed society. The government doesn't on everybody's lives and the idea the government just pr- should provide everything and they shouldn't the, the private sector should have no role in it. In my own constituency I've won hotel for 20 years in the private sector not paid for by being paid for by the taxpayer and it has operated perfectly for the last 20 years. The government hasn't to run everything in everybody's lives. We're a mixed economy. No, that's so it, but we're talking about uh, people who are here illegally. So how no, no, not illegally, seeking no, no, asylum. That's the question that yeah. I'm asking yeah. you. So privatising no, privatising this, this system is not what's needed because that's costing enormous money and it's also costing cost difficulties. And we have hotels across the country that can no longer be hotels because you know, from a financial perspective, it makes more sense to them to actually house asylum seekers. The government needs to take their responsibilities seriously. They need to build public buildings and run them publicly because then they can ensure that the accommodation of is of a suitable um But that's on the standard. cards, isn't it, Minister? And they can man- but we don't know where they're going it's to be been built. It's on the cards for yeah. years, Cormac. Yeah, of course it's on the cards, but that, the, even what the government pro- is proposing is not uh, to close all the existing centres and move them to six new we ones. We don't know where the new reception centres No, but we know where the current ones are no, and we, we, need to, we need to know the new ones as soon as the sites are developed. Uh, do we know where the sites are going to no, be? No, they're, they're not. When will that be decided? Over the coming months because they have to be spread well a- across the country. But that will happen, but there will always be a need uh, for some element of the private sector in this area. OK, 51551. Minister Sean Fleming of Fianna Fáil, thank you very much indeed. And Jennifer Whitmore of the Social Democrats, thank you as well.